Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. In each episode, you will be hearing from a thought leader, a coach, a trainer, a speaker, someone who is desiring to bridge the gap between where you are and where you desire to be. Their stories will be authentic. Their stories will be humbling. Their stories will be impactful. So please tune in and enjoy. There are insufficient funds in the great vaults of opportunity of this nation. So we've come to cash this check, a check that will give us upon demand the riches of freedom and the security of justice. We have also come to this hallowed spot to remind America of the fierce urgency of now. This is no time to engage in the luxury of cooling off or to take the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. Hey, everyone, everyone, welcome back to the Hot Takes Podcast. We're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent here today on this MLK Day, which I like to say, let freedom ring day. Uh, I am so excited to come to you all on this day of service, not a day off. This is a day of service, not a day off. Um, so wherever you are in the world, thank you so much for, for at least checking in with us uh, because I have a dynamic community servant, a servant leader in her own right. But I am grateful in, in that she had enough time um, in her calendar where she's back to back events um, on this day again of service. Miss um, Tanya McKenzie. Welcome. Welcome. How are you? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. As you said, it's a day of service. So I'm always prepared to, you know, put pedal to the metal today. Um, I'm really hoping that people will learn that service and everything that MLK stands for is a lifestyle. It's not something we do one time a year. It's something that we should really be implementing into our life on a regular basis. But I'm blessed, happy to be here, happy to be healthy. Um, you looking good. So, you know, I'm just uh, always glad to see people doing well, doing good things and spreading the good word. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, and uh, if you're joining us for the first time or the 10th time or whatever time, uh, make sure wherever you're watching us from, whether it's YouTube, Facebook or on LinkedIn, uh, make sure you let us know where you're, you're looking in from. Um, and if you have questions for Tanya along the way, Please, please, please put those in the chat so I can tee those up um, as she begins to sew into us um, and just really drop some nuggets. But before we get rolling, Tanya, I would really like you to tell people uh, where you hail from, where you're logged in from uh, before we get rolling. So right now I'm in Redondo Beach, California, Southern California, about 15 minutes outside of Inglewood. Um, if that uh, you know helps anyone know where I'm at. So I'm by the beach, uh, west, very west. Part of LA, um, but I'm from the Bay Area. So I'm from San Jose, California, lived in Contra Costa, California. And that's really where I got a lot of my, um, cut my teeth on service, right? Um, really being able to get ingratiated in the communities in which I live to be able to make it a better place, um, leave it better than I got it. So in Southern California, listen, and I'm in California, I tried to leave because I, I know how some of y'all get about California people. All right. I tried to leave. I went to Gramlin my first semester. But the bugs, they were just so big. 
the heat was so hot and the raindrops were slapping me in the face. And I was like, get, get me out of here. But, you know, after I left Gramlin, I went to Cal State Northridge and I re- realized I missed it before I was even all the way gone. Um, the Southern hospitality, the way that we live in different parts of this country is amazing. It's just amazing how dynamic we are as a people and how different culture is everywhere. But I'm a Cali girl. I don't know if I'll ever leave permanently, love to visit other places, but hey, if you're ever in Southern Cal, you come visit me. All right. All right. Don't threaten, don't threaten me with a good time now. I know me and my wife, we've been trying to get out there for the longest. So come on. Me and my husband will show you a good time. Mask up and in a bubble vest. I'm telling you, that's what it's gonna be like when we get there. Um, well, before we get rolling, we we wanted to call today's episode. And and again, I always love when my speakers um they present these these topics, and you chose a topic leadership is newsworthy. Dig into that one for me. So listen, I am a publicist uh, by profession. I do PR consulting for firms, um, civic organizations, nonprofit, law enforcement. Um, and I also help individuals you know, level up on their branding. I think people believe that PR is something for celebrities only. Um, so that's one thing. Two, I am in LA where everybody thinks they're a star and That's not how it works either. So what I try to get people to understand is that leadership is newsworthy. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you want media coverage or you want someone to pay attention to what you're doing, you have to stand out. And in order for you to stand out, you have to have a level of thought leadership. You cannot uh, move forward the same way everyone else does and think that the spotlight should be on you. That you're not showing why you are significant, why you are different, why you stand out, why when there's a limited amount of media coverage and media space, it should be yours. So I challenge individuals to really show their leadership. How do you solve problems? Because whether you're a business, um, a nonprofit organization, whatever the case, even a celebrity, what problem are you solving? And your job is to really find unique ways to solve issues and be able to let people know that. So showing your leadership in a space, whether you're an entertainer, like I said, a nonprofit organization, um, if you are in law enforcement, these are all opportunities for you to stand out, for you to be original. And you got to have someone that can help you put that into words, why you are a person that deserves leadership Um, why you deserve the camera, why you deserve the spotlight. Now, going back to leadership is newsworthy. If you look at those that are in the news, they are doing something that is different, right? They're not doing what everyone else does the way that they do it. There's something unique about them. There is something that draws other people to them. There is something that magnifies the solutions that they're providing, again, whether it's in entertainment or solving community issues, regional or federal um, issues, worldwide issues. The people that you see on TV, in magazines, um, highlighted in blogs, on podcasts, they are doing something different. And when you really step into your own uniqueness and the way that you approach problems and solutions, 
that's what's going to garner you the kind of attention and accolades that you really are searching for. And some people aren't even searching for it. They get the spotlight because they're doing something unique. They're doing something that is touching other people's lives and enhancing the quality of life of other people, not just themselves. So when you look at who you are in your community, it needs to be something that's different than others. Why would you follow in someone else's footsteps when you can really pave your own path? I think we get stuck a lot, especially in the social media um, world where, yep. you know, people, you know, they're like, okay, she's doing this, so I'm going to do that because I want those accolades. I want those followers. But you're not going to get her followers because you ain't her. Exactly. You need to find who you are, who your voice is, and then how you project that out to the world. How do you interject that into a community to make it better? How yeah. do you message your solutions in a way that makes people want to pay attention to you yeah. or talk about or share what you are doing with other people? Because at the end of the day, that's what we are really looking for. Do you like what I'm saying? Do you like how I'm solving this problem? Join me in this journey. Tell someone else about it. Share this with someone else. But why would I share something that you're doing that is imitation of what someone else is doing just because you want her accolades? I'll just share what she's doing. Yeah. And I love I love that you 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 went there. So as y'all can see, as y'all can see, um, uh, Tanya came in uh, guns blazing. Um, she she came ready uh, because where she's at, it's, it's morning and she already let me know she hasn't had coffee yet. So y'all beware of what's going to come out for, for the next several uh, minutes that we spend time together. But I love something right there where you're talking about finding your lane, basically, um, and finding your why, finding why you're opening your mouth in the first place. Because um, a lot of times we have to compete. Those of us out here that are working, that are practitioners, have to compete mm. with this. This is everybody's platform. This is everybody's stage now. And as long as everybody has a platform and everybody has a stage, those of us who are really seeking out information have have compete competition for um, our attention. And so. There's something uh, there's something to being a practitioner and you you like saying become an expert in the field uh, is something worth investing in. Right. T tell us more about why somebody should invest in being an expert. If you want me to invest in you, you need to show me that you are invested in you. One more you time. Are... One more time. One more time for the people in the back. Yes. <laughs> if you want me to invest in you, you need to show me that you are invested in you. I'll say this, even with PR, people think, okay, well, I'm going to pay her and she's going to do everything. And I'm like, well, I'm your cheerleader, but you got to, this is still your team. So I cannot be more motivated about your project than you are about your project. I need you to be as enthusiastic and passionate about what you do the way that you want me to write that check to you for what you do. So being an expert shows that you are, listen, I have a podcast, Leaders and Learners, and I always start off by saying the best leaders are lifetime learners, showing that you know that you don't know everything, okay? You don't know everything. Life is about change and evolution. So you in your field need to continue to keep up with the evolution of your field. 
Nothing stands still. So to say, okay, well, I went to school. I went to school. I have a PhD. Yeah, but the field has grown since you got your PhD. So even when you see people that have gotten their PhD, they go back for more classes. Why is that? Because the field continues to grow. We continue to evolve. We continue to find new ways to do things. And if you are stuck in 1980 with your learning and your experience, then I'm going to go some with someone that is in 2020, 2021 with their learning and their experience because they have all the 1980 stuff, the 1990 stuff, the 2000, 2010, and 2020. It is important that we continue to grow as people. It is important that we continue to read, 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 read. We don't do enough of that. You hide, uh, what do they say? You hide a secret, hide secrets in books. People don't look for them. Even now, because of, I would say, delayed gratification, people don't like that. They want instant gratification. They want to know everything right now. Sometimes it takes a while to bake the cake. You can't just stick it in the oven and it's done in five minutes. You have to bake the cake. You have to put in all the ingredients. You have to make sure all the flavors are right. The texture is right. So with your expertise, you have to continue to nurture and pour in ingredients to make sure that that cake is right when you give it to me. I want to see that as much as I will continue to do that as a practitioner. And I just think it's important that we don't get stuck in, well, I know this, or I went and I got this degree and I, and I got this certificate, so I'm done. You're never done because we don't stop. Yeah, I love that. Um, particularly around the best leaders um, are lifetime learners. I mean, and, and you got, uh, you know, Karen Hilton, who has a rock your vision community out there. And she always says, if you got a pulse, you have a purpose. And so if you woke up this morning with opportunity, um, we've never been here today. So if you're not seeking to evolve and seeking to learn um, and to be impactful, not just inspirational, then what are you really doing? Um, and and I love uh, the part uh, that you, you talk about. I want you to particularly talk about using your life and your story um, as an ex as helping others understand experience and as and you can't leave that behind right our past if you got a past yeah that should be propelling and in, in helping support your platform because that's your resume yeah there, there's no there's no way that I would ever leave out the part of my story about the military or um, the ups and the downs of when I was a good leader versus when I was a horrible leader um, and all things in between. Um, and so when you talk about as a, as a publicist, as somebody who looks at, at organizations and thinks about brands, what is it about people that they believe they, they can give pieces of their story and not not the whole thing? I think it's fear of rejection. Um, there's a lot of fear and how people will position you if they know your whole story. Uh, people fear uh, that they will, they won't have the, they won't like me if they know this part. But for anybody that has had true experience in life and they're able to share that with an open heart, that's a level of fearlessness that will make me wanna hire you because I know then that you know how to navigate out of mistakes, right? You know how to uh, pivot and refocus when things don't go right, that you are not weak, that you do not cower to tough situations. These are things that people fear, but they're actually the things that 
are most attractive to individuals. Um, for myself, it took me a long time to develop the way that I would uh, express my ex my past experience because there's a fear of how I will be perceived as a person if you hear about the things that I've gone through because we're such a judgmental society, right? Um, the things that I have gone through, I'm a gun violence survivor. Um, I'm also a two-time sexual assault survivor. And I, I've made mistakes in my life. Those were not my fault, but being able to talk about them in a way that attracts other people to you, it's a skill. And when you don't know how to do that, you find somebody to help you and merge that into your brand. You can't, listen, this is what I always use. If you um, pretend to be something that you're not, or you try to hide a piece of yourself, it's so faulty to your brand because at some point it's gonna spill out. And then people are gonna be like, who is that? <laughs> Consistency is important. Um, we had, there was a time where we were looking for um, an accountant and, you know, some of them are very uh, black and white, very straightforward, nerdy, stiff. And this is the image you're giving off, right? So this is a part of your brand that you're clean cut and you, you do these things like in the right way. And then we go to this guy's office and he's goofy and he's like all over the place. And we enjoy that because it's very personable and it's relatable. So yeah. why were you trying to be something else? You're trying to be something that you think people want. At the end of the day, if you don't know, first of all, if you don't know other people and you don't get to know them on an authentic level, you ain't gonna know what they want. Yeah. And right. suddenly when you're inconsistent, you lose business and you lose people's faith in you. Part of building your brand and building your business is consistency. It's like going to a restaurant and sending other people to a restaurant where you know, look, this this cake, I'm always on cake here, is so good. It, you, you're going to go. It's going to be fabulous. It's going to be moist. It's going to be delicious. And every time you go, it hits the spot. And then you change your recipe. And then I go and I, I'm mad. So I'm not sending anybody else because now I'm not getting what I'm used to. Yep. I'm not getting what you promised me. I'm not getting what I have become accustomed to. So now I'm not going. You'll probably get some new customers from that, but you also might lose some old customers and you definitely ain't getting no referrals. Yeah. I need consistency. And most people do business with people they what? Know, like, and trust. Yep. And when you show me that I can't trust you or I can't trust your brand or you're not consistent, I'm going to go somewhere else I'm gonna, I'm, or I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I love the, the you pulled in as a as a part of um, the story in, in exercising uh, the voice of, of your experience through people having to know, like and trust. Like in business, we always say that if people have to know, like and trust you before they actually spend money on you. And and one of the, that was one of the hardest things for me to understand when I transitioned um, into this civilian life um, was was in the, in the military. I was assigned friends. I always tell people this. I was assigned friends right. with every duty station, and it was just like you know what? Can you shoot in that direction? Yes. All right, we friends. Um, but on this side of life, it's like okay, what are your scars? Look at your scars. And when I showed up with scars, my scars exposed. Mm. People were like, put that away. 
Mm. And so what you what you were talking about is that that fear. Um, and we talked about before imposter syndrome and some all these other things started happening to me because I had to identify I was I didn't practice telling my story mm. because it was one of those. I was around people who got it. And so it was and it, and it happened like this on our right arm. You had your deployment patch. That's how we knew we went through something. And so as long as you had one, we were like, Tanya could feel me. She got a deployment patch. That was that was her pain patch, right? That, that was every as long as you had that badge of honor, it was okay, we get it. And I and I'm okay to be vulnerable around you to the extent that I feel safe. But like you said, this cancel culture that we're all in, or this compare and this competition for attention society, it turns into again just this pull, this push and this pull. Um, but if we really have a message, if we really believe we're walking in purpose and we're seeking that out, then it shouldn't matter what's going on around you. It's just that, like you said, you need to practice. You need to build that muscle of actually exercising your voice and hearing yourself speak truth to power. And, and one of the things that I love about um, what I began to research you and began to research your organizations was turning activism into action. Because we all know past several months have, I believe, had opportunist, uh, opportunity activism, if you will. And instead of what you you talked about was discipline, consistency, and there being a diligence in activism. So talk to me about how activism and in, in action plays a role in your life. Well, one thing I know I think we all know is, you know, people talk a good game, right? People talk a good game and they don't deliver. So recently, one of the things actually my husband and I were talking about is social media activism, right? So you do this thing and you're a social media warrior. And then when you step outside of your door, your front door, you're someone else that does not move the needle. It just does not. Right. If you are really looking to make a difference or see a change, I learned from myself, I'm a habitual complainer. But in order for the solutions to happen, you have to be a part of that. One, no one else thinks like you. So if you see a problem and you're thinking about a solution, don't just tell somebody else to go be a part of the solution so that you can make that happen. Um, I have always been a youth advocate. I was an executive, associate executive director for YMCA. We wanted to open a new building. It was going to take some doing. That's really where I got into my PR business is reaching out to, we didn't have the money. But if you have the mindset that nothing is going to keep me from making this happen, you find a way. So because we didn't have the marketing budget, I started reaching out to editors and publishers and anybody that would listen so that I could tell them the story of where we came from and what we're trying to do. And that became our way of raising awareness. So we eventually raised over a million dollars and opened a new building, but that was diligence. It wasn't just complaining about why we ain't got the money, why people don't wanna pay for this, why not that, it was, Okay, well, they're on this, what they're not going to do. So let me go do this. I'm going to help as much as I can over here. But knowing my own skill set and my own determination to get this thing done, I'm going to find a way. 
And that was a part of the way that we were able to make that happen. Um, learning my own story, I wanna go back to what you were talking about, learning how to tell your own story. Part of that is actually getting comfortable with your story. Part of that is being comfortable with how you wound up in that story. Um, for me, being able to tell the story, it was really having to step back from the story and see where my faults were, where my uh, issues were with the story. So you have to get comfortable with your own story, whether it's your regret, whether it's with your parents, whether it's with your spouse, whatever it is, sometimes we can't tell our story until we get comfortable with our story. That means being able to take it in and sit with it so that we can talk to other people about it in a way that we are comfortable and that we can make others comfortable and pull out those lessons, right? Yeah. So being able to do that and other people sometimes can hear things that you can't in your own story. So it's important to have those type of people around you that you are okay being honest with and open with to help you do that. But back to um, activism, recognizing that my story played a huge role in who I had become uh, and, and getting comfortable with that made me the person that I am. So I started coaching young girls. Then I started sharing my story with them, right? Um, with gun violence, I'm now, uh, I speak for um, everyday survivors and moms demand. Why? Because gun violence did something to my life. And now that I'm comfortable speaking about my experience, now I can go help others and do those things that help others and move the needle forward. Not just type it on my keyboard, actually put pedal to metal and do something yeah. outside of your doors or talking to people or putting action plans in place and being a part of making those come to fruition. Yeah. You need strategy. You need to understand that it takes action. And once you're able to do that and you stop being scared of what that looks like, things really start to, um, they really start to come to fruition. Yeah. They just do. They start to materialize and become something else, whether that's legislation or change in some type of way, um, cultural change, community change. When you decide who you are in a situation and what you want to see come out of it, next steps is then taking action finding and using your skills and your talents to be a part of that solution. Everybody's not good at everything, granted, but the things that you are good at, really it's your job. It is your obligation to society to be a part of those solutions. And that means taking action. It means stepping outside of your door and doing the work. It means rolling up your sleeves and making the calls. It means might be writing letters to legislation, hopping on the phone, voicing an opinion, talking about what you will do or how you will help other people get certain things done. But being someone that has gone through things, it is important that we one, acknowledge our story, two, really look into our talents and who we are and then how we can apply those to being a part of the solution. Yeah. And once you're able to do that, you start to see so many different things change. And then you can say you were a part of that change, right? I went back to um, that YMCA that we had built and now it's a whole rec center. 
But it started from, I want to be a part of this one small thing that will change some young person's life, change the dynamic of this city, change how they live or give them something that wasn't there before. And now that one thing has become something else. And that's really um, what it's about, especially on a day like this where you look, you know, you never know if Martin Luther King was thinking all of this was gonna come about. He saw a problem that he decided that he was going to be a part of and was ready to own whatever else it became. And once you're able to own it and decide that we wanna be a part of the solution, no matter how small or large that is, you can see so many different things come to fruition, sometimes beyond what you even imagine. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I love I love what you, what you said, particularly about starting where you are, right? Because we think about activism and we all believe like, and, and somebody could take one of your statements of, hey, um, you know, take action and people run out and go start something. No, one thing I want people to identify that you said is, hey, go find an organization to see if one exists already. There are over a million nonprofits. And so and I'm talking about across hundreds of thousands of spaces, right? Whether it's from pets to people, there are organizations already created. But go and get your reps. Go and get in the game. Go and see where the need actually is before trying to add something else to to the pot. Um, And then again, understanding that if you're going to be working on the right work, because it may be um, in this one area, but. You may not be the person on the front line. You may be the person that needs to run the payroll for that organization. Right. And in, in whatever that skill set is, start where you are. And I love the movie Creed, uh, particularly the first one. Right. And, and he was about to go. He was fighting. He's tuning up to be a pro. But Rocky was like, no, we, I don't have you in the ring yet. We need to start with one step, one punch. Yes. One step, one punch at a time. And that way you make it's again, it's the analogy of uh, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time. It's that same thing that if you start where you are, but then have an expectation of growth and you put yourself in position to grow, then you begin to take that one step. It's not so hard. Then you take two steps. It's not so hard. But like you said, you become comfortable when you practice and you become confident when you put yourself in position by getting those reps so that when the time comes, when the action, when the stuff hits the fan, You've already been preparing. And it's like going into combat. Nobody, 24 years old when I went to Iraq, nobody, nobody said, I I didn't never dream I wanted to be in a combat scenario. But when it happened, all those months of preparation prepared me for that moment where the goofy thing of putting my earplugs in was the first thing I thought about doing. It was all those reps. It was like, I need to protect my hearing. Right. That was the only thing I thought about um, in, in those dangerous moments. But when you think about this day, when you think about what it means to so many people around the world and who it represents in Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., when you think about leadership, right? There's so many there's studies, thousands of studies on leadership. But what does it mean to you and how do you expand it, particularly in the, in the black African-American community? Well, let me start off by saying we just celebrated our Founders Day. I'm a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. And my organization, as illustrious as it is, started from, you know, it came from the members of Phi Beta Sigma. And before that, there was, you know, Alpha Phi Alpha and AKA. And so there's the Divine Nine. And I look at leadership through the eyes of the Divine Nine. And why is that? 
Well, Martin Luther King Jr. was an alpha, one. <laughs> Two, there was a time where um, Black sororities and fraternities really held a very prestigious role in our culture, right? Um, if you weren't one, you looked to them for leadership. Why is that? Because they were making the strides that we needed in order to move the needle forward, okay? So for me, leadership is one, knowing who to look at, who's paving the path. So you know what does work, right? But also organizations that came after Alpha Phi Alpha and AKA, they too are doing amazing things. They started at Howard University at, you know, at a one college, but now we are worldwide again. There was an idea and someone took this idea and started an organization of five, 10, however many people. And now these organizations are worldwide. We just started another chapter in Africa. So the work that we are doing is so consistent in regards to servicing our communities that we are in. It's not always about the big picture. It's not always about everything I do is gonna be worldwide. I'm doing my part here and we are all doing our part where we are to be able to make a grand impact. And with that, again, going back to what we're talking about skills and talents, everybody does not have the same skills and talents. It is important that those that can do, making sure that if you have a particular skill, you bring it to the table, I'm bringing mine and together, we can do amazing things. I People forget that and they, they want the spotlight and they want all the accolades. I don't even want all the accolades. I just want us to do well. And when you have a larger vision of what doing well looks like, leaving the world a better place than where I got it, I know that I can't do that by myself. And I also know you can't do it by yourself. So I'm going to play my role. And leadership is understanding that. What it is that you are good at, do it well, continue to hone your skills and contribute. And on a day like today, which is a day of service for all of us, it's not just about that one day. It's really about what can I do today that's going to make every other day better? And again, having those conversations that help people make it a lifestyle, not just a one day thing. It has to be a lifestyle. And if nothing else, these last four years should have shown you that you cannot make or break anything in one day. It takes a consistent path forward to be able to make the change that you need. And leadership is really about change. How do you change the conversation? How do you change the narrative? How do you change the dynamic? How do you change life situations for other people, even for yourself and being able to share your story in a way that impacts other people? I always say, you know, we try to tell a true story that have a powerful effect on real lives, not on the computer screen, on real lives. So for me, and most of the people that I tend now to be around, it's about how we can make a real impact on real lives, a powerful impact on real lives. And that's what it's about. However you can do that with other people, collaboration is huge for me. I love finding organizations that can work well together 
and do better together. It's not about I want that, I, me, 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 I, I. No, who can we work with to make this thing happen, to enact change on a particular legislation or community or lifestyle? All of these things are important, but on a day like today, I really hope that people take a moment to recognize that it's not really about today. It's really a lifestyle on how you are contributing on a regular basis to changing the conversation and enhancing other people's lives. And at the end of the day, that will enhance your life. It will show who you are as a leader, whether you're leading your household, you're leading your community, you're leading an organization. These things are all important. And every time you decide to do something, it's going to resolve in um, something better for the collective. I love that. I love that. Particularly as you were describing that definition, particularly around the Divine Nine um, and uh, not a member, but any proud members of Me, Five Me out there. What's up, y'all? Um, again, influenced by those in our communities that were a part of those organizations and just the character. Right. You, you spoke about character, really the values um, that come along with being a part of a community um, who they have a mission. They have a vision and they're clear on it. But not only are they clear on it, they're acting on it. Mm-hmm. Everything they do uh, is in support of that mission, and that vision and its clarity. Um, and so on this day, it is a lifestyle. It is a habit. It is a behavior um, as it pertains to leadership, because uh, like John Maxwell always says, leadership is influence. And, and for all of us, how are you influencing your community? How are you influencing your environment? And so today, I just want to say thank you, Tanya, for taking uh, the part of your day uh, to come hang out with the Hot Takes community. Um, and before I let you go, I would be remiss if you don't let people know, one, how they can find you, how they can connect with your organizations. Um, and then what are some uh, projects you have coming up? Wow, so much. So I'm the vice president of Black Public Relations Society Los Angeles. We always have something incredible coming up to support our creative communities. We know that our voice isn't as loud as it should be, even in times like this. So any creatives, um, whether you're an artist, you are, um, you know, in an organization, you do HR, any of those things that Black Public Relations Society Los Angeles can help and support you with. We are a community that helps and support publicists and creatives in Los Angeles. Let us know. Or even if you're somewhere else and you want to connect with those in Los Angeles, definitely let us know. Um, I am on the community engagement board for Redondo Beach Police Department. So if you're ever looking at collaborating on any project with police departments, let us know. Of course, that you know, enhances transparency and community and unity, definitely um, let me know. And with Sand and Shores, we are always looking to help you with your messaging, your content that really helps you tell your story to your target audience, which is usually the community in which you serve. And if you don't know who your target audience is, you might need some help with that too. So you can always find me um, on Sand and Shores, all of the social media platforms, or Tanya McKenzie PR, T-O-N-Y-A-M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-P-R on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm pretty easy to find. You can Google me. And uh, with that, you know, if there's any opportunity to help you grow an organization, to just help you think through your strategy 
on how you are going to exhibit your leadership uh, to be able to get the accolades and the media coverage that you need. Let me know. Let's talk about it. You need to be in talks with people that understand how to do those things. And it's okay. We don't all know everything. And once we're get, we get comfortable with that, then we can find the solutions and then set out to make this world better than we got it. So anytime I'm able to assist, I, I do. Let me know. I definitely appreciate that. And, and uh, the humble, open and transparent community knows uh, I don't desire to do everything. So that's why I know people who know people um, that can do the things I don't want to do. Um, and so, again, Tanya, thank you so much for for sharing your gift with us, sharing your voice uh, with us. Um, and again, uh, if y'all want to be a speaker, if you want to uh, have a platform, uh, you want to hang out with me just to have some verbal banter direct message me um, across social media, YouTube, Facebook, uh, and LinkedIn, and we can make it happen uh, with getting you uh, in a live session. Um, but as I say, actions over ideas always win. Be well, go serve today, and we'll see you all soon. Thank you for listening to another Hot Takes podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. Please share, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we love to hear from you. We love to hear from you. So until next time, make sure you present yourself every single day with intentionality. Actions over ideas always win.